Hello everybody, this is Captain Katz and welcome back to another episode of Red Shoe Shoots where we talk about wrestling every time, all the time. And here with me, of course, is the Knight Rider. Yo-ho! Okay. Uh, Omega Kai and uh, Chewie is not here with us. Uh, they have... Um... Prior engagements. Yes. So it's just going to be us two this week. And boy, do we have a lot to talk about this week. Mm-hmm. Um, first and foremost, let's talk about Crown Jewel. Mm. So there's been a lot of things going on with Crown Jewel. Oh, I uh, we'll think first get, we'll, we'll get first we'll do the results and then oh, 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 what happened afterward? Yeah, so like I said, there was a lot. To, that's, there was a lot to go on with that one. So let's 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 get to it. Okay, so we're just gonna read the results, shoot them through, and we will just talk about the show as a whole. Um, so. Um, Crown Jewel took place on Halloween Thursday at uh, Riyadh in uh, the King Fahd uh, International Stadium mm-hmm. in Saudi Arabia. Right. And uh, do, 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 do. The I'll results. just go straight to the results. Yeah. So, the pre-show was the 20-man battle royale, and the stipulation is the winner of this royale will face AJ Styles for the WWE uh, United States Championship. So there should be a list on here. Ah, uh, they're not. I'm not saying them in order, but here are the participants: um, Drake Maverick, Heath Slater, Tony Nese, The Brian Kendrick, Eric Young, Mojo Rawley, Sin Cara, Titus O'Neil. Uh, did he do the? Uh... No, he. I don't. No, I don't think he did. Ah, people liked it. Yeah. Uh, no way, Jose. Uh, Akira Tozawa. Shelton Benjamin, Apollo Cruz, Buddy Murphy, R Truth, uh, Andrade, uh, Sunil Singh, Cedric Alexander, Luke Harper, and after all of was said and done, the last two were Humberto Carrillo and Eric Rowan. Mm-hmm. And the result in the end, and this lasted twelve minutes twenty five seconds. Humberto Carrillo won. Okay. So later on, um, he'll, his name will appear again. Uh, yeah. Okay, so all right, so let's move on to the next one. So, and here's one of the controversies. The first match was the singles match for the WWE Championship. Brock Lesnar, the champ, go uh, with Paul Heyman by his side. Uh, he defeated Kane Velasquez with Rey Mysterio on his side via submission, and the match only took two minutes ten seconds. All right, keep going. I know, squashed. Um, then we have the nine-team tag team turmoil match for the WWE Tag Team World Cup. So mm-hmm. all you just win is the the cup they made and be yeah, proclaimed yeah. the best tag team in the world. So, to put it short, um, the OC, Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson, they defeated the Viking Raiders, Eric and Ivar, the New Day, Big E and Kobe Kingston, the Revival, Scott Dawson and Dash Wilder, the B team, Curtis Axel and Bo Dallas, Heavy Machinery, Otis and Tucker, Dolph uh, Rudolph, Dolph Ziggler and uh, Robert Rude, uh, Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder, and uh, Lucha House Party, which was um, Kalisto was on the side, so it was Lince Dorado and uh, Gran Metallic. Okay, so all right, so and what else have we got? Uh, singles match: Mansoor defeated Cesaro. Okay. Going. Uh, another controversial match, singles match, Tyson Fury 
defeated Braun Strowman by countout. It's all right. Keep going. Uh, then, then the proper singles match for the U.S. Uh, championship, and AJ Styles, champ, he retains his ma- his title uh, and defeated uh, Humberto Carrillo. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then, um, well, this match was supposed is now heralded as uh, you know breaking ba- barriers and stuff mm-hmm. when it comes to Saudi Arabia's record of uh, you know human rights and stuff. Right. And women. Yeah. yeah. It was the very first Saudi Arabia female match between Natalia and Lacey Evans. Yeah. Okay. It only lasted 7 minutes, 21 seconds, and Natalia defeated Lacey Evans by submission. Okay. All right, keep going. Then the much-talked-about 10-man tag team match, Team Hogan versus Team Flair. And uh, Team Hogan, which consists of Roman Reigns, Rusev, Ricochet... Shorty G. Ah, no, no. Chad like Gable. Said, Chad Gable. Chad Gable. Chad, Chad Gable. Yeah, sorry. Uh, Chad Gable and Ali with Hulk Hogan, Hulk Hogan and Jimmy uh, Hart mm-hmm. right there. They defeated Team Flair, which consisted of Randy Orton, King Corbin, Bobby Lashley, Shinsuke Nakamura, and Drew McIntyre with Ric Flair on, on their side. So Team Hogan won against Team Flair. Mm-hmm. And uh, finally... The biggest match, I guess. Uh, the Falls Count Anywhere match for the WWE Universal Championship, mm-hmm. uh, with the stipulation that the match could not ha- match, match could not be stopped for any reason. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that the Fiend Bray Wyatt finally defeated Seth Rollins. Right. Okay. So overall, uh, five stars. I would give it two, maybe two and a half. Uh, there was a couple of matches that were actually really good. Like the AJ Styles Berto Carrillo's match was actually pretty good. The the, the Natalia Natali- match was all right. Eh, well, well only well, it was only all right at a certain part where you know people were rooting for. Um, uh, I'm trying to remember uh, the New Day, obviously, and then they had to go against uh, um, Heavy Machinery. Right. So that was like you know. It was it was pumped up, but then after that, uh, it wasn't pumped up and it lost steam. Right. Um, like I said, the Natalia and the Lacey Evans match was really good. Uh, just simple groundwork, mat work. Um, really good. They played it safe. It was good. Um, they both had to dress up in um, body suits and they had to wear a shirt over their uh, their attire. I didn't mind that as long as they got to wrestle there and showed what they can do. That was fine. I was cool with that. Um, There's still criticism of that match, though. But not because of... The, well, because of... Well, I won't get in on that. But there's yeah. still there's still some criticism. Okay. Such as? Um, what was the criticism? Well, it's still kind of played to the culture of what's going on in Saudi Arabia. True. And they're explaining... Some people are, are arguing, uh, you know... You know the term mansplaining and stuff like that? Or sports washing? Uh-huh. Like whitewashing this, whitewashing that. Right. Well, they're claiming it's kind of like sports washing. Somebody... Oh. Uh, eh. Well, it's one step. One step towards uh, progress. I guess, gen- in better, general, progressivism. Look, it's it's better to take one step forward than not taking a step at all. Um, well, that's one hell of a step. Yeah. 
Um, the Cesaro and Mansoor match was, was actually entertaining. It was really entertaining. It was really good. I think Cesaro shows his worth that, you know, he is the most underrated wrestler there. And probably he should get a push. Yeah, he lost, but come on, give him a he push. Put, he put the guy, he put, he put Mansoor over, you know, did him solid. Um, can't go wrong with that. Like, still, seriously, dude, Cesaro, like... I love you to death, man. Really great wrestler. You've never, never ceased to amaze me. Either they push you or go look somewhere else, man. Go work somewhere else, please, please. Um. Yeah. So all in all, Crown Jewel, two out of five, like two and a half out of five. Then controversy happened <laughs> afterwards. Because you, know, you know they were saying that um, well, a little prelude to it. You know they were doing some announcements like you know for SmackDown. Um, you know the Miz was going to interview Bray Wyatt and blah 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 blah. Yeah. Then the controversy showed up. Um, let me see the before and after. Um, all right, so I'm still reading just a little bit on the Wikipedia. Uh, following the event, WWE claims that a flight returning from Saudi Arabia to the United States with 175 members of its personnel, including performers and other production staff, had been delayed due to mechanical issues with the aircraft, and that much of the SmackDown roster, besides those who chose to take their own flights back home, such as Brock Lesnar, would not be able to make it to Buffalo, New York in time for the following night's SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll just finish the paragraph. Uh, the episode would go on with changes, including relying primarily on performers who did not participate at Crown Jewel, uh, including but not limited to NXT and the women's roster, and featuring additional surprises. So, SmackDown contributor Renee Young, along with NXT UK's Tom Phillips, 205 Live's Aiden English, and Pat McAfee filled in as guest commentators. And, and, and Pat McAfee um, actually, that part was a bit controversial in itself because he replaced someone else. I don't know. I'm trying to remember. I think I saw it uh, on Twitter at one point. There was uh, a, another commentator. Uh, oh, God, I, I need to remember his name. But I don't know what happened. But right after commercial and then, you know, that group came back. No, it was Pat McAfee. Huh. And the other person didn't, didn't like, I guess he didn't return or something like that. Huh. Interesting. So people were like, you know, what's going on? Yeah. So. Uh, and um, I guess, uh, well, as far as SmackDown is concerned, long story short, um, uh, what, an invasion with NXT? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and... Um, Triple H then announced uh, um, um, they're going to uh, Survivor Series. Yeah. And they're, uh, you know, all the wrestlers at the very end of uh, the NXT wrestlers with Triple H were there. And he's like, oh, well, um, we're going to officially declare war. Amongst the brands themselves. So it's going to be a, a, an eternal civil war, pretty much. They're, they're going to try to set this up for Survivor Series. I think that's a smart move. If they're going to do this right, they better not botch it like how they did with the WCW invasion storyline. 
and they have to put in war games. They they somehow has to put in a uh let them run that show something like that. Mm-hmm. It has to be that good. And a minor note, uh, sorry to continue. Uh, CBS Sports criticized Michael Cole's commentary for, quote, trying to put over the progressiveness of Saudi Arabia, unquote, during the match. Oh. I yeah. guess the women's match. So, the, so once again, Ma- Michael Cole is... Yeah. What else is new? Okay. But well, what else is new was, I guess, a little... This is from the James Stewart mm-hmm. on Twitter from... Cash, um, at the at signal, I am James Stewart. And here's what he said about uh, five five hours ago. Mm-hmm. He said, former WWE announcer Hugo Savinovich claims that WWE is owed as much as 300 to $500 million for two of the Saudi Arabia shows. McMahon retaliated by cutting off the live TV feed for Crown Jewel in Saudi Arabia. So we were able to see Crown Jewel. Mm-hmm. But if you're uh, a viewer from Saudi Arabia... And you're watching it on TV? Nope. Mm-hmm. And he continues. Um, the Crown Prince was said to be so upset that he ordered the WWE talents to be taken off the plane before the flight could take off. Right. And you got people saying, you know, they can't be right because they got a $60 million payment after their quarter ended and it's not reflected in earnings. And... Uh, yeah, so it's like he said, she said thing, but uh, it, it is interesting because that is the that that is the news that is making its rounds. Um, other re- other other sources too are saying that as well. Um, if that was to be true, um, if if you were Vince, would you've done that? No, and one quote uh, before I close the window. There was one user who said Vince doesn't do IOUs. Yeah, he doesn't. So the answer, what he were gonna say, is no, <laughs> no way. Yeah. So a guy like Vince, he doesn't do IOU. So no, not anymore. But this could <laughs> this could hurt their collaboration for yeah. Saudi Vision twenty thirty. Mm-hmm. Well, this could be seen relatively as minor, but hopefully, if they have more. Um, uh, you gotta wait until next year. Yeah, you gotta wait until you know, next for year. For next year. Um, hopefully there won't be any more bigger snags, for example. Well, we gotta wait until next year's, uh, wrestling schedule for WWE. Cause, yeah. I don't, they really gotta kiss butt now. Well, on the plus side, SmackDown, uh, their ratings have gone up. Right. But... Um, that still doesn't mean, as far as Wednesday is concerned, you know, they still lost... To AEW NXT still lost to AEW. Right. Although the, the 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 viewership has dipped significantly because of the World Series Game Seven. Yeah, and you know what? It was a um, side note outside of wrestling. It was a great series that 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 World Series series between uh, the Nationals and the Astros was a great series. A lot of great storytelling. Um, good baseball all around, and um, also congratulations to the Washington Nationals. So to the Washington Nationals, who are the 2019 World Series champions, and it's the first time uh, in their team's history, even though they were originally called the Montreal Expos, this is the first time the team has won a World Series. So congratulations to them. Mm-hmm. Okay, now back on to the main topic. Um, yeah, because of Game 7, 
um, everybody knew that they were going to take a hit in, in uh, viewership. And I don't blame them. They, they knew it, but yet they still put out a great, a hell of a product. Um, so what do you have the viewership numbers of uh, for each show? Uh, let me get on that real quick. Okay. It was made by Mr. Brian Alvarez. Mm -hmm. So, excuse us for the uh, searching. Right. But, um, you know, we just got to be honest. And sometimes, honesty. Well, at least for SmackDown, uh, 2.543 million early SmackDown number, a positive sign. So that was a, a day ago. Right. So I think they went up. Well, because of... Uh, no, the numbers were, were steady. The numbers were steady. They went up a little bit because they were dipping. They were losing numbers. And as for... Ah, here we go. Um, three days ago, he was saying that uh, AEW is sixth in persons, 1849. So the age group, the you know, viewership, 18 to 49-year-olds. Mm -hmm. They're in sixth place, AEW. NXT is in 32nd place. And as for the ratings themselves, it's still Brian Alvarez uh, three days ago. AEW had 759,000 viewers versus NXT's 580,000 viewers. So it's understandable that, you know, they're not, well, they took a AEW hit. took a big hit. The, well, they both took a big took, hit. And I a, think out of the two, NXT took the worst of the hit. Because the week prior to, um, AEW still had a million or so viewers. And NXT dipped down under the million viewership. Now, it was like at least a good 200,000, I think, difference. How the way it was. And, um, yeah, it doesn't look good. It doesn't look great. So, we got to wait now for next week to see. Now, since the World Series is over, um, well, baseball season is officially over. But we still we have... And we can actually see during Wednesday Night Wars. Okay. They took a hit because of, you know, the World Series or the right. playoffs or whatever. Now, let's see how they could, uh, let's see how good they can, you know, do it. They still do their track or they or they bring in more people. Right. You know, we can see, we can actually determine what's going on. Right, because remember, this upcoming Wednesday uh, show is the go-home show because they have uh, full gear next Saturday. Okay. So, that's going to be uh, something interesting to, um, to do. Um, and speaking of which, this past Wednesday was their Halloween, uh, episode, which I thought it was 100% smart. It was funny. It was great. It was good. Uh, you had the best friends dressed up as Rick and Morty. You had, uh, the elite dressing up. You had, uh, uh, Kenny Omega dressed up as Sans from Undertale. Uh, the Young Bucks as Ken and Ryu. From Street Fighter, um, everybody was having Rick and Morty masks. The ring actually had Rick and Morty on it. Um, everything I thought it was just good. I, I thought it was, I thought it was great. It was funny. Uh, it was fun and everything like that. And um, uh, also at the end of the night, we have a new tag team champions. Congratulations to SCU defeating the Lucha Brothers. Quite possibly, like a one of the best matches of October on that one. Uh, it was still good. So um, congratulations to SoCal Uncensored for being the inaugural tag team champions. Mm -hmm. 
So, but it kind of sucked how um, the presenters, the Rock and Roll Express. Oh yeah, how the way they got taken out by um, what do they call the themselves inner circle? now? Oh yeah, the, part uh, of the inner circle. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I mean you know we, we called them what LAX, formerly known as formerly LAX. known as LAX. Well, they they uh, trashed out the uh, Rock and Roll Express. Yes. So and I can and I can say that um, prior to what they did there in AEW, that uh, I think I saw them in a match a while ago in uh, New Japan and. Don't worry, they're fine. They, they. I saw. I think I saw them them do a suicide suicide drops and stuff like mm -hmm. that. So, trust me, they're all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they can still take a hit. They can still run it. Okay. So, so full gear. It's next Saturday. What do we got on the card so far at uh, full gear? Well, nothing really new. It's still. Well, recently, I guess, John Moxley versus Kenny Omega in a non-sanctioned match. Yep, I think that's going to be... Well, the un-main event, so to speak. Because, you know, much. after mm -hmm. the show proper, they have to close down the lights, turn it on, mm -hmm. and then now it's unsanctioned. Yeah. Uh, we still have Chris Jericho, the champ, versus Cody to defend for the AEW World Championship. Mm -hmm. And then we have... Oh, here we go. Santana Ortiz. Um, the Young Bucks going against Santana Ortiz. Mm -hmm. Tag team match. And recently, uh, Adam Page versus Pac in a singles match. Yep. So, so far, we don't have any more, like, you know, I'm going to take you down on full gear, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, on the plus side, anything can happen. Surprises. Yeah. So, oh, we got to wait until Wednesday, see what happens on Wednesday. There could be more, um, mm -hmm. you know, announcements and stuff like that. Yeah, so, that'd be good. Like, for instance, their homecoming edition. Mm-hmm. For New Year's Day, January 1st, uh, 8765, Jacksonville, Florida. That's their homecoming. Mm -hmm. Tickets start at 20 bucks. Yeah. So other than that, um, things are looking up for AEW. Uh, we will definitely be watching Full Gear, and we'll give you guys our uh, what we thought about it next week. Um, same time, same place. Oh, and uh, 42 minutes ago from AEW Wrestling, they retweeted what Cody Rhodes said. Mm -hmm. He says in his Twitter account, uh, quote, This week, AEW on TNT, AEW Dynamite, I will be uninterrupted and have the chance to make my career announcement. I hope it resonates with the fans because it matters a great deal to me. That, that, yeah, that sounds interesting. I hope it's nothing bad. I hope it's nothing uh, too crazy. So, let's just see what he's going to be making his announcement of. Yeah. Excuse me, folks. And, um, yeah, okay. That's, that's interesting. So, let's just wait and see what Cody has to say this Wednesday. Mm -hmm. So, moving right along from AEW... We go to New Japan. And one of the biggest news that's coming out of New Japan is the return of... Hiromu Takahashi. Yes. The ticking time bomb himself. From Los Ingobernables de Japón. Mm-hmm. And he brought along Daryl and uh, Daryl too. Can't remember the name of the other one. The Red Cat. So, and he had the greatest pop of his life. Uh, the crowds were behind his back and everything. And it looks like he's gunning for uh, Will Ospreay. He wants his title back. 
Because remember, he didn't officially lose the title. He had to vacate it due to uh, injuries. Uh, broken neck. Uh, very serious. Uh, it's glad to see him back in uh, back in the ring. Uh, glad to see him, you know, having this swagger and everything like that. Um, it's good to see that he still has this love of wrestling there. Um, and and this is going to be interesting because um, we don't know if this match is going to happen at Wrestle Kingdom. Because they officially said that Wrestle Kingdom is going to be a two-day of wrestling event. And a lot can happen. And this Wrestle Kingdom is going to be very memorable. Because not only um, we could see the Taking Time Bomb winning back his... Uh, they could like schedule a match for them at Wrestle Kingdom with them and Will Ospreay. Um, this will be the last time we will actually see Jushin Thunder Liger in a ring. This will be the last time we will actually see Tiger Hattori being a referee. Mm-hmm. This could be the last time we can actually see uh, Minero Suzuki at, at in New Japan Pro Wrestling, if the rumors are true. And uh, don't forget, um, this year's, I mean 2019 edition of Wrestle Kingdom, Wrestle Kingdom 13, mm-hmm. they said that next year's Wrestle Kingdom, which is in 2020, it's going to be two nights. Yeah, I just said that. It's a two-day event. No, well, I'm just saying because here are the matches. They already have the matches already set up? Well, not for now. Not all of it, but they do have it for both nights. Okay, so, all right. You know. Because I know, I know they just announced that Chris Jericho is going gonna, is gonna to be there. Oh, yes. Yeah, so, okay. So, what's day one? Okay, day one takes place on... Uh... So far. So far, uh, day one is on uh, January 4th, mm-hmm. 2020, at the Tokyo Dome. So, so far, there's five matches. Cards subject to change, and not in this, it could be in the order, or, or, or maybe not. So, we have the singles match for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship between champ Kazuchika Okada versus Kota Ibushi. That's going to be a good one. Uh, um... And uh, eight-man tag team match with Norio Honaga as the special guest referee. Wow. So he's going to be refing with uh, the team of Jushin Thunder Liger, Tatsumi Fujinami, the great Sasuke, and Tiger Mask with El Samurai mm-hmm. uh, versus uh, Naoki Sano, Shinjiro Otani, uh, Tatsuhito Takaiwa, Takai- Takaiwa, and uh, Ryusuke Taguchi with uh, Kunyaki Kobayashi. Right? Okay. Then we have the tag team match for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championship between the Bullet Club of El Fantasmo and Taiji Ishimori. Mm-hmm. They're the champs. And they're going against Rapongi 3K. Okay. Show and Yo. Right. Then we have the uh, talk of the of the moment. Right. The singles match for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship mm-hmm. between Will Ospreay versus Hiromu Takahashi. All right, see. That's going to be good. Yeah. That's going to be good. Nerve-wracking, but good. Yeah, and then the singles match for the IWGP Intercontinental Championship between Champ Jay White and Tetsuya Naito. All right. And that's just night 1. Mhm. And in night 2, 
Oh, this word, the card stuff. Did you change? Uh, this is not the order. That's probably going to happen. Mm -hmm. uh, the Heartbreaker, a to-be-determined stipulation match, which happens to be Jushin Thunder Liger's retirement match. So, Jushin, uh, uh, Jushin Thunder Liger versus we don't know. Yeah. It's probably because of his choosing and maybe depending on the stipulations. And rumor is that he might might go one-on-one -on -one again with um, Minero Suzuki because Minero Suzuki is also rumor that he might leave after Wrestle Kingdom as well. But he's not retiring. No. Um, he's just going somewhere else. He's going somewhere else to wrestle because there's rumor stating that he's tired of where he's at in New Japan. You know... Um, they're not using him how to his full potential, so it's rumored that either he might go to Noah, maybe DDT. I doubt DDT, but uh, he might go to Noah. So, but he's not retiring. Then we have the other talk of the night: Chris Jericho versus Hiroshi Tanahashi. Mm -hmm. And then we got a really good one here. It is a singles match for both. The IWGP Heavyweight Championship and the IWGP Intercontinental Championship. So it's champ versus champ. Mm. What do you think is going to happen? They're, they're, oh, it depends it on... It sounds like they're, uh, what, they're reuni uh, unifying the belt? I think so. Or, you know, uh, you know, Becky two belts. Becky, you know, I have this belt and that belt. Maybe. Or no, or just... Um... Um, yeah, maybe, maybe, I don't know. So it depends on night one. So it depends on whoever wins on night one, yeah. Yeah, heavyweight and intercontinental. Intercontinental would be the result of uh, Jay White and Tetsuya Naito. Mm -hmm. Who wins, they're going to go on that match. Yeah. And I'm not, and uh, not the heavyweight. And as for the heavyweight championship, it's between Okada and Ibushi. Yeah. So, so one of those, two of those four. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to be duking it out for the belts, both right. of the belts. Yeah. So. And so far, those that's the uh, matches of of the night. Mm -hmm. with the second night being uh, the fifth. So it's going to be it's it's going to be a, a weekend affair. It's going to be here. It's going to be a Thursday. It's going to be a Friday Saturday night affair over there. That's a Saturday Sunday affair. Uh, time difference, of course. Well, if it's Friday, Saturday here, it's Saturday, Sunday over there. Yeah, that's what I just said. Oh. So, only this time it's not a sixteen-hour difference; it's a seventeen-hour difference. Yeah. So, daylight savings, and we're not supposed to be doing it anymore. We voted. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So all in all, um, Wrestle Kingdom is shaping up to be yet again like. The standard of what a pay-per-view should be for the beginning of the next year, as always. Um, the cards look good for both days. Um, what is the match that you can't wait to see? Uh, I guess I wanted to see uh, Hiromu Takahashi, you know, his comeback, you know. Against Osprey. Yeah, because it, it looks like a very promising match. Like, you know, what's he going to do now? But obviously the big one was... Um, it's not actually the uh, unification title, I guess. Mm -hmm. It's more of the uh, Jushin Thunder Liger match, the very last match he's gonna do. Who is he gonna go against? Mm -hmm. Under what stipulations? 
How's it going to go out? Yeah. And will he show his face? Mm. Regardless if he wins or loses. I don't know. He could probably take the the, the, re- the really high, the Santo route, the route. Oh. You know, never. He could take that route or just, you know, whatever. Just take it off. Yeah. But it would it would it would lose the mystique of Jushin from the Liger because he has a great career. Oh yeah, he did. He It would just sully his career if he decides to take off his mask. Yeah. There's also rumors that after he's done after he retires from the ring, he might stick with New Japan, either doing the uh wrestling, like the school that they have the dojo mm-hmm. or just be a full time commentary. I'll be okay with either or. But either way, he 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 he's prepping up his future to uh, settle his life down outside from wrestling of wrestling. And, yeah, and you know, focus on his health and. Yeah. Yeah, because he's been through a lot. We, he, a lot of memorable moments. Um, the best, the ones that I can remember the most are, um, when he was when they were doing the J Cup. When he was in the J Cup, he the f- did the J Cup. He invented, yeah, he invented it. Um, went all the way up to the round of four. Lost to eventual winner, um, Chris Benoit, who was known as the Kid Pegasus. Oh yeah, that was a good match. Um, WCW Nitro, when they first they did it in the the Mall of America, his first match was with Flying Brian Pillman. Brian Pillman as flying Brian Pillman uh, man those are great like all that and yeah be a sad day for wrestling right there and plus two Tiger Hattori come on mm. you know much beloved referee you know oh he said he was gonna retire after doing the last uh, his last thing at the Wrestle Kingdom yeah that's it he's done Ugh, excuse me so like he said, he said his farewells already in Mexico. He said his farewells here in the U.S. Now he's just waiting for Wrestle Kingdom to bid his farewell, farewell as well. Um, a lovable guy. Everybody loves him in the back. You know, he's one of those few refs that people have nothing but respect for in the business. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, he's one of those guys, Tiger Hattori. Yeah. It's gonna be a sad day. Uh, just, a lot of people are going. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I know. I, I don't mean, you know. Right, right, right. Life's conclusion per se. Um, you know, it's just you know retirement. But we'll, you know, we want to see if they're still gonna be involved in the rest of the community or just you know, chill. Death is just like done and just like sit back, relax, and just bask in the glory days. You know, you know like they some... earned it. You know. So, yeah, so it'll be interesting. Um, I'll be heartbroken when I see those matches and when they say goodbye. Might even cry because, you know, one of the few wrestlers that I've seen growing up. And, you know, it kind of hurts to see them. We see your heroes, like, retire and that's it. You know, so, yeah. So, it'll be pretty sad day. Yeah. Yeah, so... There we go. That's it for Red Shoe Shoots. Thank you. I hope you guys listening to enjoy, enjoying us right there. 
And uh, just to let you know, we'll be right back next week where we will have our full take on AEW's full gear. We will tell you what we like, what we didn't like, and everything in between. So until then, I am Captain Katz. And you'll hold the Night Rider. All right. And we will wish you guys a great week. I hope you guys have a wonderful time. Keep watching wrestling. We'll be back with you next week. Until again, take care. Have a good night. Good night.